0: Hi, listener, this is from Ideology to Unity, and today I'm, well, alone again, and I'm carrying on reading Mapping Up the Afterlife, or the chapter Mapping Up the Afterlife, in The Synchronicity Key by David Wilpock. The details will be in the description. Okay, so, seven different levels. Once we reach this point in the book, Dr. Newton begins discussing seven different levels he discovered that souls souls move through in the afterlife. This was initially discovered by people describing the colors of their own energy bodies, as well as the colors of those around them. Level one was white. Level two, reddish yellow. Level three, yellow. Level four, dark yellow with traces, traces of blue. Level five, light blue, level six, dark bluish purple, and level seven, purple, which is very red. Newton considers level one to be beginner, level two, lower intermediate, level three, intermediate, level four, upper intermediate, level five, advanced, level six, highly advanced. One client referred to level seven beings as the sages, whereas Level seven beings are the old ones who are rarely seen and highly mysterious. There's an astonishing agreement between Dr. Newton's independent, hard-earned observations and what we read in the Law of One series about the seven different densities corresponding to the colours of the rainbow and the evolutionary level of beings we find there. Dr. Dr. Rainbow, Dr. Newton found that 42% of his clients were level one, 31% were level two, 17% were level three, 9% were level four, and only 1% were level five. All right, so about this, I would say that they correspond, or are analogous, to densities, but not that they are the densities. It just seems like seven is a number that repeats. It's more sort of synchronization or synchronicity. All right. Wanderers. Not one of Dr. Newton's clients was level six. He found that souls at level five were usually working in helping professions or working to alleviate social injustice in some form while living on earth. They beam with kindness, composure, and stability and are not motivated by self-interest. The lack of level six clients in Dr. Newton's practice, maybe because people at this advanced level would not normally seek out hypnotherapy. In the Law of One series, higher level souls, including those from fourth, fifth, and sixth density, do occasionally take on physical incarnations and are known as wanderers. In the next quote, it is important to point out that the word distortion is not a bad thing in the Law of One series. Anything other than intelligent infinity is a distortion of the pure awareness that the universe is formed from. Therefore, space, time, light, matter, energy, and biological life are all distortions, as are any choices we make. Some distortions move us closer to unity, while others move us further away. The goal of all wanderers is to help us remember who we truly are. 12.26, question. You spoke of wanderers. Who are wanderers? Where do they come from? Answer Imagine, if you will, the sands of your shores, as countless as the grains of sand of sources of intelligent infinity. When a social memory complex, bracket, a group soul, usually in fifth density or sixth density, close brackets, has achieved its complete understanding of desire, it may conclude that its desire is service to others with a distortion towards reaching their hand figuratively to any entities who call for aid. These entities whom you call brothers or sisters of sorrow move towards this calling of sorrow. These entities are from all reaches of the infinite creation and are bound together by the desire to serve in this distortion. Question, how many of them incarnate on earth now? Answer. The number is approximate due to heavy influx of those birthed at this time due to an intensive need to lighten this the planetary vibration. The number approaches 65 million. Question: Are most from the fourth density? What density do they come from? Answer: Few are from the fourth density. The largest number of wanderers, as you call them, are of the sixth density. The desire to serve must be distorted toward a great deal of purity of mind, and what you call forehardliness or bravery. The challenge slash danger of the wanderer is that it will forget its mission, become karmically involved, and thus be swept into the maelstrom for which it had incarnated to aid the destruction. Question. What could one of these entities do to become karmically involved? Answer, an entity which acts in a consciously unloving manner in action with other beings can become karmically involved. Question, do many of these wanderers have physical ailments in this third earth situation? Answer, due to the extreme variance between vibratory distortions of third density and those of the more dense higher densities, if you will, wanderers have as a general rule, have some kind of handicap, difficulty, or feeling of alienation, which is severe. The most common of these difficulties are alienation, the the reaction against planetary vibration by personality disorders, as you would call them, and body complex ailments, indicating difficulty in adjusting to the planetary vibrations, such as allergies. Who do you think nature is? In the placement stage, we can also travel great distances from our original home base as we become intermediate and advanced level souls and venture venture into exotic locations. Pages 161 through 166 in Journey of Souls reveals reveal a fascinating discussion about one client called the world of creation and non-creation. This is a three-dimensional physical world like Earth in which biological life is just getting started. Souls begin visiting worlds like this once they reach level four. If we extrapolate from the percentages in Dr. Newton's own client pool, one out of 10 people now on Earth is pursuing these activities in between lifetimes. One of Dr. Newton's clients named named the planet these individuals were visiting Earth 2. These souls directly participate in designing the life forms that are growing on the planet they visit. Earth, too, happens to be larger and somewhat colder than Earth, with fewer oceans. Such planets are considered vacation spots, but our journey journeys there also serve a valuable purpose. We are learning to become co-creators of life itself we are able to form physical living organisms by focusing our own soul energy. Teachers are on one hand to assist us with this process. Teachers are on hand to assist us, assist us with this process. This particular client, case 22, was working with only basic elements. For example, using gas vapors to create water or combining dust, water, air, and fire to create rocks. His own soul, soul's own energy was able to manipulate Eating, pressure, and calling. In his waking life, he worked at a charitable organisation, feeding the homeless. And in his afterlife state, he described the process of mating, making rocks as tricky but not too complicated. When Doctor Newton said what he thought, said he thought nature was responsible for the creation of these things. His client laughed and responded, "Well, who do you think nature is?" Yeah, I like that. Case twenty-two whose name in the spirit world was Nentham, was also working on developing plants, but he didn't yet have the sophistication to create them properly. Sometimes he deconstructed his attempts to make plants before anyone else could see his mistakes as a form of self-protectiveness and pride. The reason for these mistakes was apparently that his energy was not applied delicately enough to combine the chemical elements to the desired results. Dr. Newton's research revealed that souls are not able to make real contributions to the development of living things until they reach level five, though level four souls are at first to beginning, are the first to begin exploring this process of creation. Another client at level five, known only as case twenty three, was a woman in her mid thirties working as a substance abuse counselor. As it turned out, she was an old pro when creating life on many different Earth-type planets, and had already worked her way up through a variety of oceanic life forms. She said that the, very, the first biological life souls learned to create is microorganisms, and that this is very difficult to learn. Early in her career as a co-creator, she started out with very basic forms of oceanic life, such as algae and plankton, and worked up to more complex creatures, such as fish over time. This prompted Dr. Newton to ask her a revealing question. Dr. Newton, a soul who becomes efficient with actually creating life must be able to actually, must be able to split cells and give DNA instructions. You do this by sending particles of energy into protoplasm, S. We must learn to do this, yes, coordinating it with sun's energy. Each sun has different energy effects on the world or worlds around them. You know, I have to say, that sounds fascinating. I mean, like, as a soul, I found found the idea of doing that, of developing life on a planet, fascinating. Like, It it would sound really fulfilling. Like, um, there is actually a YouTube channel that kind of it does a fictional account of on on an exoplanet like um, how life would develop and something about it really captivates me so actually I'm going to find out what that is even though I'm sure they have more followers than me so a bit pointless but Biblaridon. No, Biblaridion. Biblaridion. Yeah. I really recommend it. Uh, But that's just me. All right, I'm going to get back to it. So, this unique energetic method of creating biological life is validated by the new scientific discoveries we have discussed, in which the DNA can be seen as a quantum wave and life is written into the basic laws of quantum mechanics. Unbeknownst to him, on any conscious level, Dr. Newton's result have, results have been independently verified with new scientific discoveries, and this certainly lends support to the overall credibility of his work. After he heard the surprising answer, Dr. Newton became concerned that if individual souls are participating in the creation of life forms, that could life that could live on for millions of years on a given planet, they may be interfering with its overall evolutionary course. Case 23 then said that these life-generating activities are a natural part of the co-creative nature of the universe, where souls grow together and further into living embodiments of the creator. Other souls at higher levels carefully watch over the process to ensure that everything progresses smoothly and in a beneficial direction. We also find out that larger groups of advanced souls can create full-scale, full-scale stars. Case 23 revealed that she was already creating small bundles of heated, highly concentrated matter. She told Dr. Newton that if he were to see these creations of hers when they, when were finished, they would look like miniature solar systems. She had already been able to create suns the size of basketballs and planets the size of marbles. The concentrated energy of the old ones at at level seven was required to make physical universes and space itself. This gives us a very interesting way of seeing the living universe, namely that planets and stars can be created by the focused thoughts and energies of advanced souls who could also be experiencing incarnations on earth. These law of one quote shed further light on what Dr. Newton independently heard from his clients. 13.16. Each step of creating a planet recapitulates intelligent infinity in its own discovery of awareness. In a planetary environment, all beings all begins in what you would call chaos, energy undirected and random in its infinity, slowly, in your terms of understanding, there forms a focus of self-awareness, thus the Logos, brackets, the mind of the galaxy, close brackets, moves. Light comes to form from darkness, according to the co-creators' patterns and vibratory rhythms, so constructing a certain type of experience. This begins with the first with first density, which is the density of consciousness, the mineral and water life upon the planet of Le- the planet learning from fire and wind, the awareness of being. Picture, if you will, the difference between birth vibratory mineral or water life and the lower second density beings, which begins to move about within and upon its being. This movement is the characteristic of second density, the striving towards light and growth. The second density strives towards a third density, which is the density of self-consciousness or self-awareness. Eight, eight, 82.10. The one original thought is the harvest of all previous, if you would use this term, experience of the creator by the creator. As it decides to know itself, it generates itself into that plenum Full of the glory and the power of the one infinite creator, which is manifested to your perceptions as space or outer space. Gradually, step by step, the creator becomes that which may know itself and the portions of the creator partake less purely in the power of the original word or thought. This is for the purpose of refinement of the one original thought. The creator does not properly create as so much as it experiences itself. 51.10. This creator is to be understood, both in macrocosm and microcosm, to have, as we have said, two natures. The unpotentiated infinity, which is intelligent, this is all that there is. Free will has potentiated both for both the creator of all of us, no, free will has potentiated both the creator of us all and ourselves as co-creators with intelligent infinity, which has will. it is well for each of us to realize itself as the creator. Thusly, each may support each, including the support of self by humble love of self as creator. 74.11, the heart of the discipline of the personality is threefold. One, know yourself. Two, accept yourself. Three, become the creator. The third step is a step which, when accomplished, renders one the most humble servant of all, transparent in all personality and completely able to know and accept other, of, other selves. 18.13, all serve the one creator. There is nothing else to serve for the creator is all that there is. It is impossible not to serve the creator. There are simply various distortions of the service. Tasty Bits of Cosmic Truth. Dr. Newton's clients revealed that souls can visit planets throughout our galaxy and possibly beyond it, though this notion is refuted in the Law of One series. Many souls develop a fondness for certain planets and continue returning to them between incarnations. Most people are not a- able to bring back any clear memories of life on other worlds under hypnotic regression. Only the rare and advanced client is able to access this information. Dr. Newton speculates that mental blocks may be put in the place by our guide so that we do not recall information that would be beyond our ability to use and appreciate in a positive way. One mid-level client described his desire to take a break from life on Earth and reincarnate somewhere else. He was sent to a world of human-like intelligent beings who were quite different from us. They were small and thick-set and had chalk white faces that were incapable of smiling. They did not experience laughter like we do and were thoughtful and somber. The client ended up being quite outside his normal element, did not integrate well there, and decided to return to Earth after win incarnation. Natural stargates, or time doors, are also discussed at this point. There, these natural passageways, which exist throughout the universe and allow us to travel the different times and places are routinely used by souls as a basic form of travel in the spirit world past present and future can all be seen as one continuum years can pass by as quickly as seconds and events that occur during this time can be observed as if you were fast forwarding a video traveling through different times is as easy as in the spirit world as traveling from one place to another is in this world much of the second half of the source field investigations is dedicated to exploring the scientific proof that explains how there is a parallel reality in which time is three-dimensional. This again was based on the complex discussions in the Law of One series. Dr. Newton concludes that time and duration were both created so that we have an opportunity to experience evolution as souls at a given rate. If past, present and future were all accessible at once, there would be no mystery, no surprise and no challenge that would help us grow. Yet in the spirit world, it is very important for us to be able to perceive our greater reality from the overview perspective so that we can find out where we keep repeating the same lessons from one lifetime to another and design lessons and future incarnations that will help us work through these difficulties. Another interesting connection between Dr. Newton's research and the Law of One series is his discussion of spiritual substance in the afterlife. In in Law of One terms, different planes of existence are measured not by dimensions, but by different densities of energy. These densities can be physically experienced in the afterlife as different levels of thickness. Dr. Newton's clients reported exactly the same phenomenon observing different forms of spiritual substance as being lighter or heavier, thicker or thinner, larger or smaller. The cosmic heartbeat. One of Dr. Newton's clients named three in the art, oh, pardon me, one of Dr. Newton's clients named These, or T-H-E-C-E, in the afterlife, described that the universe moves through cycles of expansion and contraction and that this is mirrored directly in the law one series and this yeah we are told we are also told that there is no real center of the universe it is all around us can be found in any one location and functions much like the beating of a heart both time and space are driven in these regular rhythms cycles therefore will occur throughout the universe at all different levels of size and duration and are driven by a heartbeat like pulsation again this is exactly how the law of one series describes the nature of reality 27.6 intelligent infinity has a rhythm or flow as of a giant heart beginning with the central sun as you would think of or conceive of this the presence or flow inevitable as the tide of beingness without polarity without finity, the vast and silent all beating outward Outward, focusing outward and inward until the focuses are complete. The intelligence or consciousness or foci have reached a state whereby their, shall we say, spiritual nature or mass calls them inward, inward inward until all is coalesced. This is the rhythm of reality as you spoke. 27.13, love, is the greatest activator and primal co-creator of various creations using intelligent infinity love uses light and has the power to direct light in its distortions thus vibratory complexes such as your human form recapitulate in the verse the creation in its unity thus showing the rhythm or flow of the great heartbeat if you will use this analogy so I've got this idea that, so, you know, like the spirit body has like, I might be wrong, but I think the spirit body is the chakras, right? No, that's the energy body. The spirit body is something else. Okay, so the energy body is the chakras. It goes from red, red ray, orange ray, yellow ray, green ray, and the heart. Uh, Blu ray, indigo ray, violet ray, right? And I'm wondering if the universe itself is a human being's energy body or, or is a being's physical, a physical being's energy body on the octave above. Just an idea. Because um, there's these different densities. And that all the universe just is a manifestation of that on a different level, and that it manifests in different ways depending on what perspective or distortion you're observing from, because observation has a big impact on reality. And there is no correct perspective or scale, because it's all fractal. It's just they're all true at the same time. Uh, all parts in space, all parts in scale, all parts in time are all a fabric that's constantly rewoven, right? That makes sense to me. So, yeah, and that, that heartbeat, what if that heartbeat is the heartbeat of an actual living being on an octave above? And that that heartbeat is a creative wave, literally, a wave of creation. So, yeah. In the placement stage, souls may project themselves into various natural settings or life forms as a recreational or vacation type activity. Rocks can give a feeling of density. Trees can convey a powerful sense of serenity. Water can give a feeling of flowing cohesiveness. Butterflies can help the soul feel beautiful and free. And whales can help the soul feel powerful and immense. As enjoyable as the placement stage in our journey often is, sooner or later we have to get serious and plan out our next incarnation. In Dr. Newton's experience, souls do not gain the opportunity to stop inc- reincarnating in physical bodies until they have reached at least the level of five stage seven life selection the leaving the spirit world can be horribly a horribly difficult process you are now knowingly turning your back on the world of love peace wisdom and blissful happiness to return to a world that will often be that can often be filled with suffering pain betrayal and disappointment some souls resist this process for as long as they can and genuinely wish that they did not have to return. But sooner or later, they must. Some souls move on to other worlds if the world they've been living on is no longer available to host physical human life. In Law of One terms, once Earth is fully transitioned to the fourth density, estimated to be between 100 and 700 years after Earth. 2011, anyone who still needs to be third dense, needs third density incarnation for their evolutionary growth process will naturally end up moving to a new and different world. Case 24 reveals that he will not be returning to earth in his next life. He plainly states that in the future, some earth people will be moved to another planet and the earth has fewer people and is less crowded. Several of Dr. Newton's clients indicated that something like this will happen in our future. The concept of planet topping in Dr. Newton's work precisely validates what we read in the Law of One series about the shift from third to fourth density green ray life on Earth. It is also interesting to note that Newton observes every colour in the rainbow spectrum appearing in his client's souls fairly routinely, except for green, which is almost never seen. In Law of One terms, the Earth has to make a quantum leap into green ray level before any of its inhabitants can become activated, which is when souls fully transition into green ray density. We'll begin this process in part four. Higher level entities from blue ray and indigo ray can and do visit Earth as wanderers, usually to help out the planet while massively speeding up their own evolution as well. Dr. Newton's research about the timing between incarnations closely mirrors what we find in the case readings. Dr. Newton found that during Neolithic time periods, hundreds or even thousands of years can elapse between physical incarnations. Once we see agriculture and animal husbandry, reincarnation begins to happen more often, but lifetimes can still be separated by as many as 500 years. Dr. Newton's clients lived an average of once every 200 years between AD 1000 and AD 1500. And after AD 1700, they lived once per century. It is very common for souls to incarnate more than once per century as we headed to the 1900s. All of this research neatly parallels what we learn in the case readings. The Ring of Destiny. The main responsibility we have in the life selection stage is to reach a place that some of dr newton's clients called the ring of destiny which often appears as a sphere of bright light moving into this stage we are full of bright hope and lofty expectations as we think positively about our next lifetime and we are excited about the possibility of making real spiritual growth once we move into the sphere we often Feel like we're stepping into a highly futuristic cockpit. Different screens float around us, giving us visual impressions of the different lifetimes we could choose for our next incarnation. We also have a control panel that allows us to review these different screens, including fast-forwarding and rewinding the events that will happen in these lives. The screens are dynamic, fluid-like movement within the sphere of light. As we pull up one screen for review, it flows towards us, while other nearby screens move away. We also have the opportunity to project into these different scenes and experience them as if they were really happening to us. Some part of our awareness still remains at the control panel, but most of what we experience is now happening within the scene itself. Each lifetime we can choose from has different events and some could be challenging or difficult, such as debilitating injuries. These events are ultimately intended to help us grow and evolve as souls. We see that choices will be placed in front of us as these events occur, and we cannot be sure what decisions we will make once we reach these points. those points. We are not allowed to see what the consequences of those decisions will be as we move into the future within these lifetimes. We may try to make guesses, but the future reality of those choices is not made visible to us for a very good reason. If we knew we could foresee the consequences of the events that will happen and the choices that we will make, there would be no rule for your will and learning experiences as we select a given lifetime. A typical life selection process within the ring of destiny will involve a choice from among four different lifetimes. Our guides are not present to advise us at this stage, we run through the entire process by ourselves. In some cases, souls volunteer for lives that will end prematurely in violent deaths or through sudden fatal illnesses. One client chose to be an American Indian boy who would die when he was only seven years old. In this case, a short life as a mistreated starving child gave him a fast lesson in humility, which helped burn off a great deal of karma very quickly. Another client chose to incarnate as the Dachau concentration camp where in the Dachau concentration at the Dachau concentration camp, with three others of a soul group, giving her the chance to com- comfort the children and try to help them survive, she accomplished her mission courageously, and she undoubtedly created a great deal of positive karma for herself in the process. Bear in mind that souls do not haphazardly choose missions like this; they will choose them only if they feel they are strong enough to handle them. These missions, of course don't always go as planned, but the souls do go with the highest and best of intentions. Stage eight, choosing a new body. Dr. Michael Newton does not consider choosing a new body to be a separate stage, since this process also occurs within the Ring of Destiny life selection area. Nonetheless, a separate chapter is devoted to this aspect of the process we almost go through. And it heavily influences our decision making process for whatever life we will choose. In this stage, on the screens that float around the cockpit like area, we are presented with various bodies within which we can choose to incarnate. We can see how the bodies will look and feel, how they will function and how how they will think throughout the different levels of biological age we will experience. Each human body we see around us, no matter how it looks, is a product of a careful soul choice. A great deal of time and attention is paid to the specifics of each body. There is usually no such thing as a hasty decision. This is generally not the first time we have thought about the next body. And we often spend time deliberating which body we would choose in the early stages. And we'll talk the choice over with our guide and the people in our soul group. Dr. Newton found that most major injuries we go through in our lives are chosen at the stage before we are born. Choosing a body involves a full awareness of what will happen to it throughout the given lifetime. Again, we are prevented from seeing exactly how these events will shape our personality. Each body has difficulties that come along with it and we take our time and choose carefully. If we have recently come out of a life that was relatively easy and stress-free, we may well decide to come back into a body and life that will present us with many more challenges. Dr. Newton's research found that bodies with physical difficulties of various sorts almost always end up producing an acceleration of our spiritual evolution. The Viking cycle of karma. Case 26 in Dr. Newton's book is fascinating in terms of showing how wildly a soul's choice of a body can vary from one incarnation to the next. Case 26 was a tall, athletic, well-proportioned woman who had suffered recurring leg pains throughout her life. Doctors could not find any medical reason for the pain, but it persisted nonetheless, and she was willing to try anything, including hypnotherapy, to seek relief. Dr. Newton suspected that the root cause of the pain might be found in a past life, so so he put her through regression. In the superconscious state, she found herself in the ring of destiny after having requested a life in one of the strongest, healthiest, and most powerful bodies on earth at the time. She had the choice between a Roman soldier who would have suffered through a hierarchical system of control, or a Viking named Leth who would have run free to do so as he pleased. She chose Leth, and in this lifetime, from around ...800 AD, she appeared as this brutal and powerful man. As a soul, she enjoyed this experience of the power of the body and all the material pursuits, including drinking, biting, pillaging, and sexual conquests. Leth never got sick and was unresponsive to physical pain. He would never get enough food, drink, fighting, plundering, and sex. Apparently, everyone in this era had similar behaviours and attitudes, so Leth did not stand out as an unusually aggressive or negative soul. Nonetheless, the infringements he caused to the free will of others came back around quite strongly. He may well have needed to wait several lifetimes until he was strong enough to balance the karma he created as Leth. This case also reveals that younger souls do not necessarily understand the law of karma. If they want to go into a life that will most likely involve hurting others, their guides will knowingly allow them to do so. They are offered the choices of new life situations and new bodies, but until they become more advanced, they may not realize that they are pre-programmed disasters that must happen in these bodies, that are the direct result of the choices that made in early incarnations. When Dr. Newton asked this woman to explore the reason for reoccurring leg pains, she immediately moved to her most recent past life. She was now a six-year-old girl named Ashley, who was living in, the, in New England in the year 1871, more than a 1,000 years after her lifetime has left. While Ashley was riding on a horse-drawn carriage that was heavily burdened with weight, she fell out. The wheels ran over her legs above the knees and crushed them. Ashley's legs never healed properly, and she spent the rest of her life having to walk with wooden crutches. She also suffered frequent swelling in her legs and died at a relatively young age in 1912. By this point, she had worked as a writer and a tutor of disadvantaged children and thereby had built a great deal of positive karma as a soul. In the afterlife state, she realized that she had chosen this injury to help her develop the power of mental concentration but she did not appear to understand that it had been karmic balancing of the experiences she had created for others as a left. In her lifetime as Astley, she spent most of her time in bed learning to read, write and communicate well. She was then able to see how she had directly worked from the afterlife state to arrange the carriage accident to make sure it happened properly at the chosen time. This involved a telepathic coordination between her soul and her body on a conscious, subconscious level. She had also given herself subconscious memory tags to know and expect this moment. Although she had a period of time when she would have chosen not to go through the carriage accident, she knew it was the best move she could make. She had other options for other bodily injuries, but had specifically chosen this accident because it would limit her ability to walk. This would compel her to develop her mind more fully, since she had long periods of unbroken solitude. She made good use of this experience, with the sole problem being that she was slightly too indulged and pampered in that life. Dr. Newton was able to run her through desensitization exercises while under hypnosis that removed her subconscious memory of leg pain entirely. Later, she reconnected with Dr. Newton and happily revealed that her leg pain had never come back and she was routinely playing tennis. Dr. Newton also reveals that an energetic handshake of sorts must must be made between the soul and the physical body. Without the influence of the soul, a person wouldn't be very interesting. He or she would be a fairly primal nature and would be ruled by emotions. The soul can determine whether someone is an extrovert or an introvert, whether the person is emotional or intellectual, whether the person is rational or idealistic in nature. Many of our personality attributes carry over from one life to the next, but there are also personality influences that are directly a direct result of the body itself, its hereditary, and its experiences. Some souls consistently choose to return as people who are critical, domineering, and cold, even though they, they will end up being fully accountable for the hurts they cause to others by their attitude and behaviors. Souls like this can offer a great deal of karma and growth experiences to others and are often needed to help balance out their own debts. Some souls realize that they need to have people like this in their lives, people who are strong and tough, or else they will end up domineering, dominating and manipulating others around them, everyone around them. Souls with this dominant critical personality to life appear to have greater difficulty than most in blending themselves with the human body and brain they have chosen in the given lifetime. The soul often cannot get messages through or does not have much influence over the body when the body is going through great stress or strong emotions. I'll tell you what, I'm actually running a bit short on time I'll tell you what, I'll just keep going for a bit longer, but I'm going to have to stop because um, I don't have that much time. I've got an appointment coming up. Huh. So, OK, what do what I think about what I was reading there? So it seems that a lot of difficulties you go through are choices. Based on previous lifetimes, lessons we need to learn. I mean, I'm sure we can all reflect on things we've gone through in our lives and wonder, you know, what role karma played in that in previous lifetimes, right? And I'm sure our souls know, um, out of incarnation, but in incarnation, yes, yeah, so we don't. That, that's, a bit more, that's diff, more difficult to understand. But at least it's, there's a humbling aspect of this and that we can understand that even if we don't know why we go through some negative experiences, we can at least understand that on a spiritual level, there is a good reason for it. And it may be things, I and mean, we might be able to say, okay, maybe it was this I did in my lifetime or this I did in my lifetime. But really, you can look back to a previous lifetime if you knew and reflect on it. You don't need to understand why. Um, So it's a kind of um, sobering thing to consider. Anyway, so I'm going to carry on with the rest of the chapter another time. And that's going to be a shorter episode. That's going to be stage 9 and 10. And... the rest of the chapter so yeah I hope you found it interesting I'll put the details in the description I found this really interesting it, it's really illuminating like so of course I'd really recommend getting this book but if you don't want to do that well I hope you enjoy uh, okay um, bye for now uh, have a nice Have a nice Christmas and a nice awakening, I guess. (laughs)